This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Morning, Pep, or afternoon, just. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a real buzz and atmosphere around at the moment following uh, Sunday's win at Old Trafford. It must be a fantastic place to be, but you won't want to wipe the smiles off, off people's faces. But is there an element of bringing them back down to earth a bit for this one tomorrow? Yeah, we went there to go for uh, to catch the three points, and we did. So it's not bigger than that, I think. Uh, it's uh, it's always nice if you go away to a top team and put the performance in like that. Um, it, I think it was a historic night, but the manager spoke so much already about it after the game. So I think not much more to say. And uh, what's in the past is in the past. We look forward, and the next game comes already quicker. Obviously, you've got a few injury issues. Are, are there any updates on the likes of Navigator, James Milner and Fabinho? Uh, so, Millie, um, he felt his hamstring getting tight. But then Greenwood uh, went down the line and how James Milner is. With, he puts the team always above himself. He went for the sprint, knowing that he wasn't right to stop uh, the counter-attack. It says a lot about his willpower says a lot about how he always puts the team first. And on that moment, the big injury came. It looks like he's out till the next international break. Um, but we spoke already and uh, with him and uh, he has a very important role to play. Uh, look, my title is assistant manager, but I think you can give that title to James Milner as well because uh, um, he is the connection between this group and um, this player group together with Handel, but he's very vocal and very lively and set the standard. So he needs to keep doing that, but he knows that and he also always does that well. Um, so Nabi, I think it's just... Um, I think we should speak about the VAR because it's a major advantage, in my opinion, to protect players after what happened there, um, to look back. And, uh, and we always discuss and sometimes we whine or whatever about uh, the referee or the, the performance of the VAR. But uh, this is exactly why it's there, to make the game more honest, to protect our players. And that's what happened. And that's what I really liked. So it was a bad tackle. Um, Luckily, Nabi's foot was not on the ground, so it's just a bruise. Um, it could have looked much worse when his foot was uh, in the grass. So, uh, we take it day by day, but it's looking better and better. But the bruise is painful, of course. Yeah. And then we have Thiago. Um, he's still not available, but he's progressing well on the pitch with individual sessions. So uh, Brighton will come close, probably not, but uh, he's, uh, he's uh, almost backwards. Really important for us, of course. Um, looking to our situation as well. And then Fabinho, we assess him day by day, um, uh, but he's not rolled out for the weekend, but he's rolled out for tomorrow. Obviously, there will be a, a lot of changes. You did that in the last round, but there was a, a fair old sprinkling. Of, of seniority still in there, wasn't there, with the likes of uh, Gomez and Oxlade Chamberlain, Curtis Jones, Minamino Rigi. So, you know, yeah. it's going, you're going strong with, with an intent to, to progress in this competition, even though it's yeah. the lowest of your priorities. Nah, yeah, I, I think our priorities is to be good in game number one of the season, in game number nine, like the Man United game, and in game number 38 in the season. So we want to be good in each game. I think that's what the fans expect from us. Um, because 
the only way to do that is to be consistent, consistent in uh, in our way of play, in our ideas, and how we want to put our game on the opposition half. Uh, how we train each time. And the second thing is to respect the recovery process and that uh, is to use our squad. Only that will make us consistent over long periods of time. And that's what we want to do. And uh, our game needs freshness. We want our players to be unpredictable. We want to, them to feel free to attack. And uh, it's really important that this freshness is there. And uh, we want to attack tomorrow's game. That's the only thing that counts. And the only way to press how we press is uh, um, with players who are fully, fully ready to do that. And I'm 100% sure how we showed in each year and each game in this cup is that we going to play our way and with uh, the commitment of, of our players. And I think we just look at game by game and that's what the fans expect. So if we show our mentality, if we show our hunger, then we will be good in game number one, in game number nine, in game number 10, etc., etc. Just, just finally for me, then, Seth Vandenberg, who you have on loan at uh, Preston, uh, has he got permission to play yet? And, and how have you been monitoring his progress? He seems to be doing pretty well, getting a couple of goals as well. Yes, of course, he, he should play. It's like, if you want to be a chef, you need to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> so what would be our message if we sent our players on loan to get good games and there's a good game coming and not letting them play? So... We value, or we we uh, we want to give young players opportunities, and uh, for Seb it's an amazing game. I'm in contact with him. He looks forward to it because that's probably the most important thing. And uh, yeah, it's exactly what he needed. A young centre half uh, who's playing in a different position, but uh, fighting in the championship. If you can uh, come out of that, out of that league, um, you will be ready for a lot. And uh, we can't wait to see him in preseason next year. Okay, we'll go around the room in which people came in. So we'll go to Paul Ghost next from the Liverpool Echo. Ghost. Afternoon, Pat. Um, no, Paul. I wanted to ask about the amount of goals that you're actually scoring at the moment. I think it's 41 now this season. Um, every away game is three or more. Um, how are you managing to do that tactically? Is, is there anything different that you've changed over the summer or is it just down to a lot of the squad having a, a full pre-season and, and obviously being with you from day one? Uh, shooting from everywhere. <laughs> no, uh, now I think it has to do with uh, how the team is playing. So you can never take, uh, you can never um, judge scoring just by the goal scored. It's the way how we move the ball from out the back. It's how we are protected. It's it's the whole, whole package what creates that uh, our our front players get in constantly good positions to uh, to score, and then um, the quality of. Uh, our front three, we said they look like raptors in like uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, they are they 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 go for it. They 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 are lethal, and that's what we want, of course. So, um, if you score in the right moments, these games, example against Man United, can happen as well, like that. Yeah. Um, but um, did we change anything? No. We we always just want to improve. But sometimes improve, improving is just going back to basics. And that's what we did in the preseason. And also top players, and of course we have a few, I think, <laughs> they need a break. They need, uh, after emotional periods, after a lot of finals, a lot of 
a lot of intense uh, uh, seasons, uh, it's good for them to have a break because what I said before, if you want to reach consistency, you have to respect recovery, the process of recovery, not only between the games, but also between the seasons. And um, I think for, um, yeah, long may it continue. Yeah. And uh, down the other end of the pitch, Ibu Kanate made his first Premier League start away from Anfield and didn't really yeah. appear to put a foot wrong alongside Virgil. Um, what is it that, that you know you, the coaching staff, see in him, and how's he settled since the move in the summer? And, and what do you think his ceiling can be in the game? Because he's obviously only very young, but looks very accomplished. Now, yeah. yeah, first of all, big compliment to Ibu. Uh, also, big compliment to our last line, I think, but especially for Ibu because coming in against United is never easy. Uh, it shows over the last years uh, the results there and how we performed there. Uh, so, big compliment to him because if you talk about my United, you talk about speed. If you talk about my United, you, sp- you speak about uh, lethalness as well. So, uh, it's not easy to control the speed of Rashford, of Greenwood, of uh, the speed and mind of Bruno and uh, the littleness of, of Cristiano in the box. So that was only possible by us staying away from the from the goal for long, long times, as high as possible and how he controlled together with Robo Trend and Verge. That's why I want to say a big compliment to our last line, how he controlled these movements and this speed was from an absolute top level. And... Uh, you see Ibu, I said it the last time, he's, he's a beast. So if you play with a high line, if you play with a lot of space in your back, if you want to keep the position far away from your own goal, you need speed in your last line. And we have four players with real speed. And I say the four, I mean Joel, Ibu, Verge and um, uh, Joey. Did I say Joey or Ibu? So Joey as well. So what I'm trying to say is that we have uh, these four centre-halves who have the characteristics to play in our way and add so much to our style. Um, Thank you, Pat. Thanks. Appreciate that. OK, let's go to Phil Casey from the Press Association next and then to Neil Jones. Phil. Thanks. Uh, hi, Pep. Um, I was just wondering, I know you mentioned, well, you mentioned earlier on it was um, just three points at Old Trafford, but can you just give us a sense of the atmosphere perhaps afterwards in the dressing room after such a fantastic performance? Mm, you know, at Atletico, uh, when they scored a 2-2 in Madrid, everybody who was there can know the sound of the stadium in Madrid. The sound in the dressing room was like in Madrid when they scored a 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who bought the new speaker, but uh, we have a new speaker and... Uh, yeah, it's good. I think they could hear us in Liverpool. <laughs> it was a, it was we. Uh, how the gaff always says, I don't want to make it bigger, but it was a big one. So, and after a result like that, um, how difficult is it to refocus on a different game, or does it help that in this instance, obviously, there's going to be changes made to the to the regular eleven, perhaps on against Preston. Yeah, we are trained to do this. No, we are used to do this to play every three, four days. Um, um, how I said, if you want to achieve big things, you have to focus on the small things. So uh, the small things means we have to do the session after the game right. We have to do the recovery process right for the players who played. We have to prepare the team and the players who are going to play against uh, Preston with big respect. And what I like about us is that 
we don't prepare differently if we go away to Preston or we go away to Man United. And you see that in the mentality of our players and you see that in the hunger in the sessions. So, uh, and uh, as long as that's the case, if the day before the game, the session is so intense and so quick and uh, so difficult for the starters, um, uh, we are really confident to... Um, to attack uh, the next game. And, and that's what we want. Going game by game, going session by session, going recovery by recovery, focusing on the small things, doing these things right, being ready and show our fans away at Preston, our hunger, our desire and our way. Only that's the way to become consistent in the season. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck tomorrow. Thank Thanks. Okay. Neil Jones. And then we go to Chris Coughlin. Neil. Hi, Pep. You're okay. Um, I'm just wondering, I mean, we saw in the last round the young players, Connor, Cade, Tyler Morton, step up and really produce good performances against Premier League opposition. Does the injuries that you've got, especially in midfield, does that mean we're likely to see some some more opportunities for these younger players and maybe some some new faces as well in, in this, this game? Yeah, I wish I could do, Neil, but I cannot give anything about the lineup. That would not be smart for me, as, as it is on the... On the how do you say on the top of my tongue? So, but I cannot speak about it. The only thing what I want to say is that uh, our academy is constantly producing uh, 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 new players and every international break, uh, we use the time to see them, to train them. Um, so we have a good view on what we have and there are even new players coming who really make impact in these sessions. Uh, so there's always one or two surprises in these international breaks and that's if that keeps going if we can still produce our own quality with the values of Liverpool then we are always one step ahead of whatever may come and that's that's what I like about us that uh, we give these young players opportunities and how I said before and I said it before the game against Norwich uh, the young players will never let you down never and did Conor Bradley let us down did Kate Gordon let us down did Tyler Morton let us down how did Tyler Morton improve our second half positional game by speeding up with each simple quick pass? How was he constantly available to outplay the first pressure of Norwich? How was he organizing midfield tactically when the others were uh, putting pressure and counter pressing? So, and not speaking about Kade and not speaking about Connor. Connor went 95 minutes as the fullback who was constantly jumping to the wing back of them or the, the deep wing back. So, um, these boys have heart, and that's the most important, I think. And if, as long as they have heart, and they sh and they uh, and they uh, play with our values, and they uh, are humble, then they always get a chance. So I, that's, I think, uh, important part of our success over the last years. So uh, otherwise, we would not have speak about Curtis, about Harvey, about Trent, about all these others who uh, who made steps in their careers. About Sorry. Reese, about Navy. Sometimes, example, last year. So sometimes you're searching for gold, and it and you're uh, and you realize that you're sitting on it. Last year we were searching for center halves. We play Fabi, we play Handel, and in the end the gold was just next to us with Nathan and Reese, and that's why we came third in the league. And that's the same with young players, and that's the same with our process. Sometimes you're sitting on it. I'm not going to ask you to, to give any anything away about the team, but is Cade available? Because mm -hmm. I don't think he's played for the 23s as he, since before the last international break. No. Cade, uh, Cade is, uh, yesterday he did his first session with the team and he could only do like the rondos. So, uh, yeah. 
Any follow-up, Neil, or is that you? That's me, Matt. Thank you. Cheers, Pep. Okay, I think Chris Shaw's question has been asked, so we'll finish off with Chris Coughlin, who's uh, got a couple to finish us off with. I think. Unless there's any more hands up that I can add, then this will be the conclusion, because I think a lot of the topics have been covered. Chris. Hi, Pep. Yo. Uh, just wanted to ask particularly about Minamino and Divo Carigi. They both scored against Norwich in the last round, but they, they barely featured since. Uh, have they been unlucky not to get more minutes recently? And then how, how big a chance is it tomorrow to have to take a chance to have more game, game time? Yeah, Divo is our top scorer in this league. Um, I think he's the top scorer from overseas players in this league as well. So... Um, uh, what I like about Taki and Divog is that um, even when they didn't get that chance, uh, they trained with all they had. And that's why they are on the level they are at the moment. Uh, they look really sharp. Um, Divog is um, one of the world's best finishers. Uh, and we worked with quite a few uh, in different clubs. So, um, um, But he's absolute uh, a world-class finisher. It's just to get him in these positions, of course, uh, and, uh, but what, what I'm trying to say is that I, we really like how not only we the last season have proven that we will need all of our players. In the one moment, you think you're not necessary and then you have to play three, four games. And that happened already this season with a few players. But um, so everybody has to be ready, has to show this mentality. If you want to play for a big club, then you have to train how they are training. Uh, and Taki, yeah, it's uh, okay, example against Norwich was a great example how he easily fits in uh, in our starting lineup. So it's just stay patient, keep training in the in the way they are training. But that's the most important to train really hard and really good and really sharp because then you're ready when your chance is coming. Yeah. And and on the youngsters, of course, competitive games they're completely different to, to training sessions. But with regards to the youngsters, I know you say Cade Gordon's not available, but Connor Bradley and Tyler Morton. How much can they learn from? actual competitive games against senior opposition as opposed to training sessions with senior members of the squad? Yeah, for sure. I always said, uh, uh, young players need a lot of training, a lot of positivism and a lot of games. So that's how it is. I always said before, uh, if you want to be a chef, you have to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So that's the same with young players. And it helps always when there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of uh, models around you, a lot of good players around you who show you the way. And that's uh, one of our strengths that we are educating a new generation of players. And there's always new generations coming, but as long as our seniors accept them and help them and develop them and constantly are, uh, um, uh, speak with them, uh, their future will be good. And, uh, and that's what I like about the stability in our club is that we constantly search for these processes. And this only happens with stability in, inside a club. This will never happen with changes. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.